You're listening to teaching from Castle Hills Christian Church in San Antonio, Texas. More information about Castle Hills Christian Church is available at chccsa.com. been sucker punched. I was in eighth grade and I was playing football and we were going against the ninth graders. We were basically the scout team. We're the the dummies and we were practicing special teams and we were the the kickoff team and we were running down the field as fast as we could and and suddenly someone hit me from the back. They clipped. This is an illegal move and and it knocks me to the ground. It decleated me. It knocks the air out of me And, and I remember the next morning I was urinating blood. They had sucker punched me. I, I didn't see it coming. And some of you, you've been sucker punched. And maybe not physically, but you've had something in your life that has knocked the air out of you. Maybe it's the death of a loved one. Maybe it's an illness. Maybe someone has betrayed you. Maybe you lost a job that you thought was really stable. And it's left you stunned and it's left you, uh, left you uh, basically not knowing what to do. Uh, a few years ago, I read a great little book called Didn't See It Coming, Overcoming the Seven Greatest Challenges That No One Expects and Everyone Experiences by Carrie Newhoff. And over the next several weeks, we're going to be talking about some of these challenges that we have in our life that we often don't see coming. And today, we're going to look at cynicism. Uh, most of us, we, we don't say, hey, I want to grow up to be cynical, but we end up there. And so I want to ask you a question. Are you cynical? And if you are cynical, what's made you cynical? And so take a few moments and and think about that. Uh, What is cynicism? Cynicism is simply the general distrust of others or a lack of hope in people or their desires. At its worst, you become jaded and negative and skeptical. You have contempt and scorn. And so how does cynicism happen? I, I wanna give you four reasons this morning. First of all, cynicism starts when idealism crashes in to realism. When when idealism crashes in to realism. We we have these ideas of how we think things are going to be, and they don't end up that way. You have these expectations of how marriage is going to be. And then you get into it the first year and the first uh, few years, and you realize marriage is hard work. It's not everything that you expected. Or you have that precious child, and oh man, they're so sweet to hold that child. And next thing you know, they're in their twos and their threes, and they're saying no, and and you're dealing with temper tantrums. And then eventually they become teenagers, and and oh boy, that's a whole new challenge. And you realize you had these expectations about parenting, uh, but it's a whole lot different. Maybe you had certain expectations about your job, and it's a lot different than what you ever imagined. The second reason why we grow cynical is because uh, we know too much. No one is cynical about something that they know nothing about, but they become cynical because you get close and you you see all the defects, the issues, the problems. You you, you see how the sausage is made. I I still remember in high school I was working as a for a janitorial company and we were working at a chicken plant where we're cleaning the offices and 
and I walked outside to this little cool area and, and you saw all of these different parts uh, that were being put into these, uh, these big old bins. And there was chicken claws, and then there was this thing that it seemed like it just had guts and leftovers. And, and finally I asked, I said, hey, where does that bin go? And, and the person said, hey, that, that's everything that goes into a hot dog. And to this very day, I have a hard time eating a hot dog because I think about all of the, the nastiness that kind of fills up a hot dog. And, and, and for some of you, you struggle with, with cynicism because you've experienced life. Solomon in Ecclesiastes 1, he's one of the wisest, was the wisest man in the world. It says this, starting at verse 16, he said, I said to myself, look, I'm wiser than any of the kings who ruled in Jerusalem before me. I have greater wisdom and knowledge than any of them. So I set out to learn everything from, uh, from wisdom to madness and folly. But I learned firsthand that pursuing all of this is like chasing the wind. And then verse 18, the greater my wisdom, the greater my grief. To increase knowledge only increases sorrow. Solomon became cynical because he knew so much, and it can creep in for us as well. Uh, the third reason why we often grow cynical is because it doesn't happen because you don't care. It starts because you actually do care. And did you catch that? Cynicism starts not because you don't care, but because you do care. Surprisingly, most cynics start off as our former optimist. You've helped people, you've shown compassion to them, you've loved them, you've thought the best about them, and then they've hurt you. Cynicism happens because you've experienced hurt and people have betrayed you. One way I like to put it is once the dog bites, you're always leery that that dog will do that again. And in the same way with people, once they hurt you, you began to protect yourself. You began to put up walls and because you don't want to get hurt again. And, and because of that, sometimes cynicism grows within us. And then the fourth reason is cynicism projects past disappointments onto new situations. Going back again to Ecclesiastes uh, chapter 1, uh, starting at verse 2, we're going to see that basically uh, Solomon is just a very cynical man. Verse 2, everything is meaningless, says the teacher, complete meaningless. What people get for all their hard work under the sun, generations come and generations go, but the earth never changes. The sun rises and the sun sets and then hurries around to rise again. The wind blows south and then turns north. Around and around it goes, blowing in circles. Rivers run into the sea, but the sea is never full. Then the water uh, returns again to the rivers and flows out again to the sea. Everything is worrisome beyond description. No matter how much we see, we're never satisfied. No matter how much we hear, we're not content. If you keep on reading through Ecclesiastes, he'll talk about everything is meaningless. He has grown cynical. And basically, he kind of has these general ideas that, hey, this is just how things are going to be. And and often cynicism says these things in our life. It looks at the new team member and says, I bet it's just a matter of time before they mess up. It looks at the new class of ninth graders and says, they're just like the kids who drove me nuts last year. It says, since my last girlfriend cheated on me, you can't trust any women. It says, if I help this person with their bills, I bet they're going to do just like the last person. They're going to take that money and go on vacation with their family instead of actually paying for their their electricity or their uh, food bill. It says the last authority figure that, that you trusted, 
hurt you, and so you can't trust anyone in authority anymore. Uh, the, cynic, the cynic lives by this motto. Uh, Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. And, and with cynicism, we tend to make uh, some general statements and we apply those to everyone. Once someone has hurt you, then we think everyone's going to hurt us. Kerry Newhoff says, hope is one of cynicism's first casualties. As people of faith, we have, we have hope and we're called to be a light to the world. And our attitudes are contagious. Well, we must live and talk in a way that gives hope to people. And so what are some ways that, that I can overcome my cynicism? And let me give you five different ways. First of all, admit it that you're prone to cynicism. Once you accept the problem you, and you catch yourself being negative, you acknowledge, you acknowledge it and say, hey, oh, I, I'm becoming really cynical. I'm becoming negative. Secondly, practice gratitude. Practice, practicing gratitude neutralizes cynicism. It co cultivates a positive attitude. And when you take time to reflect on the good things, you, you can't help but feel more peace. Third, learn to forgive. Uh, some of you are cynical because you're hurting, holding on to hurt. Uh, a grudge is eating you up, and it's time for you to forgive. Ephesians 4 says, Instead, be kind to each other, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God uh, through Christ has forgiven you, Ephesians 4.32. And then fourthly, spend time with positive people. According to Jim Rome, we are, we are the average of the five people with whom we spend time with. And so make sure the people that you're closest with has a positive attitude. And then lastly, limit news consumption. Most news these days are negative. And they will kind of create a spirit in you to be cynical. It, they, they will create a negative spirit in you. And, and I know for me, I have to limit how much news that I look at. And so let me ask you this. Is cynicism closer than you think? Has it sucker punched your life? Jesus had every reason to be cynical. He knew before he came to earth that, that we were a messy people. Of people who would praise him one minute and then the next moment yell crucify to him. And he knew that his disciples would scatter once things got tough. He knew that he would have a disciple that would sell him out for 30 pieces of silver, another that would deny him three times. But we also know that when Jesus died on the cross and he rose again, he, he left his spirit to be here with us, to transform us. And I want you to reflect on how Jesus has changed your life. How even though we live in a world that throws a lot of negative things at us, even though we get sucker punched, sometimes we get the air knocked out of us. We have a, a God that sent His Son Jesus to die on the cross for us. That says, I'll walk with you no matter, through what, no matter what you go through in life. I, I want you to think about how He transforms our life in the mess, in the hard times, in the times that we even get sucker punched.